and we are alive. We like to say good morning to everyone. We are thankful and we are grateful for your presence. We are thankful and we are grateful for our online community. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for our online community. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Amen. We've been having some faithful uh, viewers uh, that are listening in, and we are so appreciative of them tuning in with us to hear the word of God. We pray that you all have had a wonderful Thanksgiving, those that are online, and we pray that you will receive from the word of God. And once again, we're going to give God a hand clap of praise as we come forth uh, with the word of God. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. Amen. It's a beautiful day, and I'm thankful, very thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, as always, God has been good to us, better than we've been to ourselves. Um, I'm sure that y'all heard about Debbie, so just keep the family in prayer, okay? Things happen quick, church. Things happen quick. Let's pray. Father, <clears throat> in the name of Jesus. We give thanks for your grace, for your love, and for your mercy. Now, Father, I ask, Lord, that I decrease as you increase in me, Father God, so that I will be able to deliver this word in the appropriate way that you would have me to do. God, I want to thank you for the many blessings, the many blessings that you've given us. Lord, I pray that you will continue to look over us and keep us out of harm's way. Father, I ask that you cover this ministry and the assembly, those that are listening throughout the world and the world in itself, Father God. We just ask for prayer. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. <clears throat> Hebrews 11:13 Our message today is the revelation of the bride of Christ or the revelation of the lamb's wife. Amen. The revelation of the lamb's wife. How many of y'all happy to be in the house of the Lord today? I certainly am. Couldn't find a better place to be. I want you to look at Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verses 13. This is the chapter of the Hall of Faith. And the 13th verse of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, reads as thus. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the promise. But they, having seen them far afar off, they were persuaded of them. And they embraced them. And they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims upon this earth. Amen? Amen. You see, it was by faith that they were able to have the foresight to be able to even see the promise from afar off. How many of y'all know that faith gives you great insight? The greater the faith, 
the greater the insight. And by faith they were persuaded of these promises. And it was by faith that they embraced them. And they finally came to the conclusion that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Amen. Let's go to chapter 12, verses 1 and verses 2. Well, Hebrews 11, verses 39 and verses 40. Y'all bear with me. Because this is some very important stuff. It's kind of deep today. Give me a chance to... Let these things go to clicking. Put that up there for me, verse 39, son. And these all, having obtained a good report, how did they do it? Somebody say, through faith. But they still didn't receive the promise. But they kept the faith, amen? Next verse. God having provided some better things for us. For us. Not for them, but for us. That they, that's them who didn't receive the promise. That they, without us, should not be made perfect. Do y'all see that? Do you understand that? This is important. Very important. A lot of people missed it. Put it back up there for me, son. You see, all of those in the hall of faith, the Davids, the Moses, the Joshuas, you just continue to, to go down the list of them. All of them cannot be made perfect without us. Do you understand that? That is a very heavy responsibility that the New Testament church has because without us, if we don't make it, they don't make it. Amen? I'm going to explain this to you why it's like this. As this thing goes, it'll get deeper and deeper and deeper. But this is where you've got to set your anchor right here. Because it places us in an extremely place of responsibility. That they, without us, should not be made perfect. My God. Go to Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. Two. Verses 19 and verses 20. <clears throat> Ephesians 2. Verses 21 and 22. Tell me when you get there. It should be up on the monitor. 
The Bible says here that <clears throat> in whom all the building, that's us, and them, is fitly framed, how? Together. And growing unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built, how? Together. For a habitation of God through the what? Spirit. It says that we are fitly framed together. You can take it off, sir. Fitly framed together means that we are assembled, right? It's not an individual thing, but it's a collective thing. Now, this building, it grows into the temple of the Lord. And in order for it to do it, it must be, we must be built how? Together. That's why Paul said there shouldn't be any schism in the body. That's why you cannot have petitions or factions, you know. This is where me and religion disagree. Religion, Baptist, Zionist, Catholic. See, all of this is schism in the body. It doesn't allow us to come together. It's man-made. Because it's not in the Bible for us to be like this. You see, every partition has its own schism in it, right? There's a partition between that room and that room. That means that there's something blocking it off, right? Religion will block us from building this temple Together. Do you understand me? No schism in the body. No partitions, no factions, no denominations. Doesn't say anything about denominations in the Bible. So where do we get it from? Man. And whoever follows man will surely be destroyed. We will not make it in fallen man. You won't do it. You have got to follow the coordinates of the Bible. And the Bible tells us that we need to do this thing and be built together. Mm-hmm. And in verse 22 it says, In whom ye also are built together. The reason we are built together is for a habitation of God. That's why he's building us together. It's going to get deeper here in a minute. We're going somewhere now. As always, I'm just laying the groundwork. And then I'm going to get on out of your way. Go to Revelation 21, verses 9 through 12. Revelation 21, verses 9 through 12. Twelve will begin there. Amen. The Bible says in verse 9, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues. 
And he talked with me saying, come hither. There's a calling. And look what he says. He says, now, I'm going to show you. Now, this is what he said. I'm going to show you the bride and the lamb's wife. Ain't that what he said? Well, wait a minute. Let's go back up here to chapter 21, verses 1. It's that same chapter. We're just going back to verse 1. It's not on, the, on that, so don't worry about it, son. Look what the Word of God says. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. There were no more sea, right? Pay attention to verse 2. And I, John, John being the grace of God, the gift of God, John say, I saw the holy city. See, you, without grace, you won't even be able to see what we're talking about here today. It says that I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, mm-hmm, coming down from God and out of heaven, prepared as a what? Adorned for who? With a bride. Right? Christ is our husband, right? He said that he saw the new Jerusalem and she was adorned as the bride, right? Well, that should give you a revelation right there. That should. But we're going to bring it on now. You got to slow cook some of this stuff. So, verses 12 says of that same chapter, Revelation 21. Let's go to verse 10. And look what he did. After verse 9, after he says in verse 9 that he's going to show us the bride and the lamb's wife, John said, And he carried me away in the spirit. That's another thing. To a great and high mountain. See, you got to go high on this one in the spirit. Because it's a great and it's a high revelation. Amen. It says down, and showed me that great city. The holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from who? From God. Amen. From God. Verse 11 said, having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal. The kind of stone that was indicates brotherly love. There will be no building being built without brotherly love. Amen? So, first thing that he sees here is that there has to be love involved in this thing. Amen? <laughs> but the church could use a lot of that. If ever 
the church need to come back home is now. Because the church as a whole has lost itself. But God still is going to get his people. God's not going to give up on his people. Let's hope right there. Verse 12 says, and had a wall that was great and high. See, everything is great and high in the New Jerusalem. It had 12 gates. Those gates are portals. 12 is the divine purpose of God in man. So the divine purpose of God in man is that these portals, these gates, be opened in us so that we can receive and transmit. Amen? And at the gates, there were 12 angels, angels or messengers of God. Amen? And the names written therein, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Explain it. 12 is the Ordained purpose of God in man. Amen. Twelve. Each one of these tribes, a name is above each one of these gates. Their name. Say, for instance, in one gate, the name Judah is written above it, which means praise. Praise go up. Blessings come down. Amen. Benjamin, son of my right hand. Benjamin means to receive from God. See, these are gates that are opened in this new Jerusalem. Amen? Just, just, just giving you some understanding, you know. We've talked about what these things mean, these names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And 12 brings in that ordination of God in man. So one gate is praise, another gate is receiving, another gate is something else, another gate is something else, and so on and so on and so on till you get through the 12 tribes, okay? Is that clear? Okay, so you have to know the names and the meanings of each one in order to understand what's coming in through the gate and what's being sent out, amen? Because these are portals, all right? Okay. I say, yeah, teach this stuff. Verse 13 says, on the east was three gates. On the north was three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. That means that gates were everywhere. Portals were open. Within, outside. In the conscious and in the subconscious, this is the east, west, north, and south, all right? And the wall of the city, wall protect things, y'all know that. The wall of the city had 12 foundations. The word city there means the encounter that we have. The new Jerusalem is the new peace that we have in God. Jerusalem means peace. The city of peace means our, the city of Jerusalem represents our new peace with God. How many of y'all looking for a new peace in the Lord? Truly a new peace. And we know that we're not going to find that completely here. But we've got a better day coming. 
See, the people of old, the ones that can't get in unless we get in, y'all remember that? <laughs> they can't be perfected unless we become perfected. Why? Because when you're building a building, in order to build that building correctly, you've got to have all the material, right? You can't build a structure if you don't have all the material, amen? We build parts on cars. But if all of those parts aren't built and assembled together, then that car cannot be made. Amen? The New Jerusalem, whom we are, it cannot be built without all the material. Some of the material is of the New Old Testament. But the building can't be built until the material of the New Testament is brought forth. And then all of it has to be assembled together. Amen? In love. In order for it to work. Am I making myself clear? You can't build no house if you don't have the material. Didn't Jesus say, count the cost? Or you find yourself out there being laughed at because you're unable. What I'm trying to say, church, is that if this thing wasn't called by God here at House of Destiny, it wouldn't be here today. But when God sanctions it, it remains. And all you got to do is continue to trust God. On the 15th of December, we're going to be, if God's will, and we believe it is, we're going to be bringing in 50 more million homes to this ministry throughout the nation. We're already on all nations' television worldwide, but we, we want more. We want some more. See, that ain't enough. <laughs> We're greedy for the Lord. Amen. You know, we, can, we don't ever say, well, well, we got enough. No, we don't have enough. We want some more. Mm-hmm. We're greedy for the Lord. Now, this thing goes on and it tells us in verses 14 through 18, and the wall of the city had 12 foundations in whom the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Well, first, the gates have the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen? These are portals. But now he's talking about the foundation. 12 apostles, right? Now, the 12 apostles are part of that foundation that holds that building together. Amen? Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of that foundation. Amen? And then it has the 12 apostles. Okay? Peter. That's one of the apostles, right? 
It means the hearing of the word of God. You got to have that. James means the will of God. You got to have that. See, these are foundations. Philip means the power of God. It means horses. It represents God's power in us. Amen? And so on and so on and so on. So y'all, are y'all catching the drift? Twelve foundations, they all mean something spiritually. Twelve gates, they all mean something. Twelve portals, they all mean something spiritually. We're not talking about a physical building where the uneducated leaders talk about when I get to heaven, I'm going to walk around the streets of gold. You don't even know what the streets of gold mean. It means you're going to be purified in the spirit, your thoughts. What God going to do with gold? That's a symbol. You have to understand what's being taught to you, whether it's a physical religion or whether it's a spiritual kingdom of God word. And if you're not kingdom minded, you will not catch this because Jesus said, I'm teaching you the kingdom and I've given you the keys to the mysteries of the kingdom and keys open things. And if you don't have the right spirit of the Holy Ghost in you, you might think you got the Holy Ghost in you. But if you can't reveal what this thing is talking about spiritually, then I'm going to question the power of your Holy Ghost. I'm going to question it. Because Jesus Christ in Acts 1-3 he was on, after his passion, after he was dead and resurrected for 40 days, he went about his disciples, the kingdom of God. That's in the word. He didn't say nothing about our taught of church doctrine. He said, I'll teach you the kingdom. And the kingdom of God means the foundation of God that is inside of you. Because Luke 17, 21 tells us that the kingdom of God is inside you. He said, you can't see this with observation, what I'm talking about. In other words, it's not a physical thing, but it's a spiritual thing. That's why he said, if you're coming, you're going to have to come up high to get this. You can't stay low because you won't be able to understand it. It'll be foreign to you. Verse 15 of the same chapter. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the walls. So you see, this angel, if you go back far enough in Revelation, John got ready to bow down to this angel. And he said, now you see that you don't bow down to me because I'm one of your fellow brethren, the prophets. So he was that angel that was once a man. Uh Now Jesus backs that by saying, at the resurrection, there ain't going to be no marriage. There won't be none of that. He said, we're going to be like the angels in heaven. That's what he, that's what Jesus said. 
See, see, we're on a mission to be transcended to something else. There's something inside. See, see I told you before that when a, when a caterpillar, and we're caterpillars right now, when a caterpillar goes into that cocoon, it's by nature. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He just goes in there. See, when we die, we don't know what's going to happen. We go into a cocoon. But we come out a butterfly, an angel. Y'all ain't with me. You have to understand that when that cocoon is opened up, that thing that was once a caterpillar is not a caterpillar anymore. It's completely changed. It's not the same. It doesn't react the same. Where it used to eat green leaves, it don't eat green leaves no more. Now it's looking for honey. Y'all don't hear me? Y'all don't hear me? Whole appetite changes. Everything changes. He said, I put a new song in your heart. I put a new spirit in you. Everything changes. So he said, now, this angel, this and he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, which is your encounter with God. And the gates thereof, which are the portals, how wide is your gate? How wide is your portal to hear the message of God? And he's going to measure the gates and he's going to measure the wall too. How, how, how protected are you in this thing? See, God wants to know all of that. And the city, here we go. And the city lies four square. The city of Jerusalem. We're talking about the bride of Christ, amen? Because he showed us the new Jerusalem as being the bride of Christ, right? He said, in the city lies four square. That's a cube, right? How many sides do a square have? Don't you say four. Don't you say four. The cube has eight sides, don't it? You count it. One, two, three. Four, one, two, three, four. Four plus four equals eight. Eight means new beginning. Amen? So this is a new piece, a new beginning, a new life, a new transition, a new everything. Take that off, son. Don't leave that stuff up there when I'm talking. You understand what I'm saying? See, I got to make them pros back there. I got to make everything a pro. Everything. Because if we're going to build it, we got to build it professionally. Amen? It's got to be done right. And in order to do that, we got to stay focused. We got to stay focused. And because we're going to another level and we're going to be reaching more people, I'm going to be pushing you more. Won't I, Brenda? I'm going to be pushing you more, won't I, Tom? 
Pona Philip. And you know what? They know I do it out of love. To make them better and to make the whole situation better. Because we don't need no termites in the wood. Amen? We don't need termites. We need everybody understanding their position and what they're supposed to be doing and doing it professionally. God is a professional, and his children ought to be one too when it comes to doing his ministry. Amen? Not saying we're not going to make mistakes. Yes, we are. My God. Mistakes. Whole life is a mistake. Seems like it. But God said, no. You you bear with me. He's saying the same thing to you. You bear with me. Don't you worry about it. I got you. I'm the one saved your soul. (laughs) Nobody else saved you. You just keep doing what I tell you to do, and I guarantee you'll be all right. Don't listen to your own foolish self, and don't listen to the foolishness of people, and you'll be just fine. Did you hear what I said? Just keep walking. Everything has a time and a place and a season, and God said, I'll make everything beautiful in my time. That's what he said. He said, the city lies four square. It's eight-sided. And the length, which is the love of it, is as large as the breadth, which is the wisdom of it. Mm. And he measured the city with the reed, that golden reed is that spiritual measuring stick. And it was 12,000 furloughs, which equal 1,500 miles. One plus five plus zero plus zero equals six. He's talking about man. And the length, which is the love, and the breadth, which is the wisdom, and the height, which is the holiness, is all equal. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing, ain't it? And he made the wall thereof a hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man. When you count up 144, you come up with how much? Nine. If you, if you all remember how to count the numbers. And the Bible does tell us that he that has wisdom, let him count the numbers. So you got to learn how to count this thing. And it equals to nine. When did Christ die? Ninth hour. It represents the Christed man. Only the Christed man is going to make it in. Amen. He said, now, this measurement is according to the measure of a man. And then he goes and said, that is of an angel. See, you done switched him from a man to an angel. Didn't I tell you Jesus said that we're going to be like the angels? See that? See, he's measuring you as a man and as your status as an angel. I told you God don't see us as we see ourselves. <laughs> see, 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 that's why Paul said, eyes are not seen. Ears are not heard. Now they didn't place in the hearts of men that which God has in store for them. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit because, yeah, even the spirit searches the deep things of God. Not that Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, no, we don't have time for that. The Spirit searches the deep 
things of God. That's why last week when we talked about how the waters above meet the waters below. But in the beginning, darkness was over the waters, which is your blessings. And God knew what was under there. So he said, I'm going to search out the deep things and I'm going to bring them up top, put them in a firmament called a vault. And then I'm going to release these blessings to you at certain times. That's what he said. Now. And look at this thing. Verse 18. Revelation 21 verse 18 says, And the building of the wall of it was of jasper. And the city, uh uh-huh, the city, was pure gold. That means pure spirit. Your encounter at that time will just be pure spirit. It won't be no mixed emotions in this. You know how we have mixed emotions. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. Sometimes I feel all right, and sometimes I'm just a fool. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't the only one up in here crazy. Self-righteous people don't think they're crazy. They're the craziest ones of them. Yeah. I don't sin. You're a liar. All of sin that comes short of the glory of God. I don't want to say don't judge somebody. Because when you judge somebody, you're judging yourself. you just crazy. Look at you. Mm-hmm. That's what this thing is all about. This thing is a mirror. It's about looking at you. What's your problem? Oh, you got some. <laughs> you ain't going to get up here out of here without having some problems, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Verse 18 says, And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. Oh, boy. Jesus said he didn't do it to the end, shall be saved, right? Revelation goes on and it tells us about this final salvation, right? See, salvation comes in progressions. See? And I've told y'all before, just because you got saved over here don't mean that you're going to walk out or leave up out of here saved. you got to then do it to the end, right? Amen. Amen. And a lot of things are between the beginning and the end, right? They can cause you to walk away from God. But the Bible says, now, if a righteous man turns away from his righteous ways and dies in his sin, the soul of the sinner dies. And if a wicked man turns from his unrighteousness and turns toward righteousness, say he'll live. So we can't be tricked. Amen? Now, in the book of Revelation, y'all remember now, I just read that scripture about it's pure as gold, it's jasper. And it's completely clear as glass, right? I just read that scripture. He's talking about a spiritual thing. Now, when we're taken up, however, that's God's business. He ain't reveal that to me. Probably won't. So I'm going to leave that alone. When we're taken up, however it may be, and we go up 
the marriage supper of the Lamb, to become the official bride of Christ, the wedding ceremony. We're going to be standing there on a sea of glass, it says. Crystal clear. That's what the Bible says. And on this sea of glass, which is known as eternity, amen? On this sea of glass, it says that it's mingled with fire. Amen? And we're going to be standing in the midst of that. Being purified. Don't get scared. What God is going to be doing is translating us into our final position in salvation and in becoming the new Jerusalem. Amen? Amen. So now, it has nothing to do with physical stuff anymore. It's all about the spirit now. And God says, the reason I got the fire there mingled in eternity is that I need to purify you in spirit and spirit alone. Because what I'm about to do with you is unbelievable. He's about to collectively put all of our souls together and build that city that spiritual city, that new peace called the New Jerusalem. Amen? And it's going to be like a cube. 1,500 miles, which represents man. And the New Jerusalem is not a physical building, but it's a spiritual building made up with each of our souls. Amen? It's an assembly. It's an assembly. Now, I told you this before. Some of us will be two by fours, four by sixes, or two by sixes, lattice strips. Takes all kind to build a house, right? Our souls are being circumcised in this earth so that God knows where to put us. Amen? In that building. For that building... To be built right. Amen? So when God puts this thing together, he can't put it together with all two by fours. Right? He can't put it together with just two by sixes. Right? In other words, everybody can't be what the other person is. But everybody that's saved has their own value. In the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And nobody is discounted in the kingdom of God. Everybody is important. Everybody get crowns in the kingdom of God. Amen. So what God does is God shows us how he's going to build this thing. When he begins to build it. And like I said in verse 18, and the building of the wall of it was as jasper, is love. See, that's what's going to protect us, is love. 
That's the wall. And the city was pure gold, pure spirit, like unto clear glass, because like I said, there's a mingling of fire that takes place. Go to Revelation 15, 2. I'm going to show you this. Are we there? Revelation 15, verse 2. I'm almost there. Can I get that up there, sir? Almost done. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass. See that? Eternity. What was it mingled with? Uh Uh-huh. But what else was there? And them that had gotten victory over the beast, that's us, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, look where they're standing. On the sea of glass, which was mingled with fire. Right? That's word, right? They had hearts in their hand because they had a new song they were singing and playing. Amen? They were making a melody in their heart, you see. See, that's why God tells us down low to make a melody in your heart. He's priming us up because we got a new thing up top. And while we're being translated in the final salvation... And at the marriage, what will happen is, is we're going to be singing that new song. Because like I say, that butterfly don't eat what that caterpillar eats. In other words, what you used to eat, you, <laughs> at some point, we got to stop eating it. <laughs> and I ain't talking about physical food. I'm talking about spiritual food. I'm talking about the things that we feed ourselves. Y'all know what I'm talking you know, with our minds have to change. That's a process. Don't give up. Okay? Just don't give up, church. Take your time. Trust God. No matter what it looks like out here, don't go and kill yourself. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to be all right. Don't do nothing rash. Because the world falling apart. God got the world, God bigger than the world, and God bigger than any of our problems. When things get messed up, don't get messed up with it. You know what I'm saying? We got to learn how to hide ourselves in the Lord. When things get rough, the going get tough, the tough get going, the wise go to God. That's what the wise do. The fool goes somewhere else. Do stupid stuff. But at some point, we got to get wise. We're getting better, aren't we? Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Because God already knew before he even saved us that we was jacked up. Didn't he? So he don't need any asking God why he saved you or why he had you do this or why he had you do that. God knew the whole thing. He knew our sitting down and our rising up. He knew all about us. He knew all about us. So it's all good, church. The Lord has been very good to us. And he will continue because he's a faithful God. 
He's not one that's going to leave us stranded. Revelation 21, verses 22 through 27, and I'm out of here. Are we there? So what God was saying. Verse 21. I mean, chapter 21, verses, what did I say, 22? And I saw no temple therein. Talking about this new Jerusalem, this new peace. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Wait a minute. The Lord is the temple of it. And the Lamb, why? Because we're all spirit now. We've been translated. We've been mingled with the fire in eternity. We've been absorbed into eternity. Spiritual things. The universe that we see was created by God. It's not God. Amen? God sits behind it. And he deals in it, through it. But he can step out of it any time he wants to and leave it to itself and it will crash. He can do that with us too. Ain't you glad that God is a merciful God? Ain't you glad that God saw fit just to let us see another day? Didn't have to be that way. Wake up in the morning laughing, end up in the evening crying. Anything can happen at any time. Don't take nothing for granted. Even in your worstest nightmare and in your darkest of seasons, always know that God is always light and he's always there for you. Don't let the devil talk you out of that. Verse 23 says, And the city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light of it. Praise God. And the nations of them which are saved <laughs> shall walk. Didn't it say saved there? Uh-huh. And the nations of them <coughs> that are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor unto it. And the gates, the portals of it, shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there. In other words, we're going to be able to see all the time, clearly. Verse 26 says, And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. But look at verse 27. This is what I'm going to leave us with. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that Defile, neither whatsoever works abomination or maketh a lie. Oh, these lying preachers and these lying prophets from the pulpit. Ooh, we. But they which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, they're going to be the only one. So church, here is hope. Because what it looks like, we've got to be able to see this thing and fall off. 
We got to break sin. See, we can't get so close to our pain and discomfort. We can't get so close to COVID that we ain't got some, enough sense to see God no more. You know what I'm saying? Because the worst thing in COVID is on the way. <laughs> you know? But it ain't going to touch us. All we got to do is do what God tells us to do. Go inside and hide yourself. Shut the door. Until this whole thing passes over. Because it's going to get a whole lot worse. But it ain't got to be, get worse with us. Oh, sure, we're going to be tried and tested. That's part of the game. But we got to learn how to give God thanks in everything because it's the will of God in Christ concerning us. That's word. Thessalonians. Fifth chapter. First Thessalonians. Fifth chapter. What, 18 through 23? Probably the 18th verse. 18 through 23. Ain't nothing going to make it in with those who are written in the Lamb. Book of life. Amen. But listen here now. Jesus Christ said in the book of Revelation 2 that if you don't overcome, that I'll take your name out. That's why that once said, always say, that's a lie. That's a lie from hell. Because you can't get in the book unless you get saved. And if you get in the book, that means you were saved. But God said, now, if you don't overcome, in other words, if you don't endure this thing to the end, then I'm going to take your name out of it. So I don't care what other scripture. You can't bring nothing. No, 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 no. That's written at the end. It's telling us don't be fooled by these wicked doctrines that they got out here. I said wicked doctrines. Now, I may be a fool. Everybody know that. But one thing I ain't never done, I don't get in this pulpit and preach lie. I preach the word of God. Because the same word that I'm preaching to you, God is preaching to me. And I'm trying to get better and getting better. As you all, see, we're all in this together. That's why love is so important. That's why when, when, when people try to come to me about the dysfunctions of somebody, I don't want to hear that. I ain't got time for that. Look at your own dysfunction. If you're going to do something, pray for them folk. Try to help them. Life is hard enough without us trying to kill each other off. We don't need to do that. The world out here, hungry. Look at all those lines. People needing food. See, this upstate is a blessed place. They need people to work. They begging for work. It ain't like that everywhere. You got miles and miles and miles of cars waiting to get a box of food. One thing I know about the word, and I'm closing, the word of God says I was once young, but now I'm old. But this is one thing I know. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. Amen.
Give God some praise up in this house. Come on up, sweetheart.